deuces up our number two of the morning after here on sports grid on a football friday you're listening on sirius xm channel 204 all across the sports grid network and we are very thankful you are with us here on a football friday our number two on fridays are my favorite time of the week because it is a full blown preview of the college football weekend looking at where things stand in the national landscape some college football playoff odds updated on the FanDuel sportsbook even some games on this Friday night we will get to the blatant disrespect happening on the FanDuel sportsbook in just a couple of moments but joining me for the entirety of this second hour a man that needs no introduction but goes by many many names plus money Martin Drew Martin Betts DMB our friend Drew Martin here on a football Friday for the second hour of the morning after to preview the college football slate. Drew, a pleasure to have you here on the program. Mr. Ben Stevens, happy Friday morning to you. Hey, I've gone by many names in my life, some a, a lot worse than the ones you were calling me. So any of those three, I'm more than happy with Ben. I'm happy to break down some college football with you as well. Hopefully find some winners for the uh, listeners out there, both tonight the full Saturday slate. We got college football in full swing, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to be on with Ben, Mr. Stevens, Big Ten Ben, all the names you have as well, man. So let's get after it. Oh, Big Ten Ben is going to put the hat on in our next segment to talk about some of the biggest Big Ten matchups of this Week 7 slate for college football. But it starts tonight in my alma mater, Drew. The Syracuse Orange blatantly disrespected on the line right now as they host the Clemson Tigers at home in upstate New York inside the Carrier Dome. A house of horrors for Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers because three years ago on a Friday night back in the 2017 season, Clemson came into the Carrier Dome and lost as the number two team in the country. This Friday night, Syracuse somehow, someway getting 13 and a half points at home against the Clemson Tigers. Drew, this is why I think this is a flagrant abuse by the FanDuel Sportsbook. I have said it once. I will say it again. Clemson has zero covers against the number versus FBS opponents this year. A flat-out goose egg, 0-5 ATS against FBS foes. This is an ACC conference game. Syracuse, meanwhile, 5-1 against the spread this year. That's one of 10 teams in college football with a cover percentage of 83.3%. You want to know some of those other teams? Georgia, Kentucky, Iowa, Michigan, all teams ranked in the top 11. Drew, make it make sense to me. Why are my orange getting this much disrespect in the marketplace? You know, in terms of making it make sense, I'm with you, Ben. I don't think FanDuel Sportsbook has it correct. I think, actually, Ben, I'd like to take a step back. You know, before I got into hmm. sports betting right after college, I worked for J.P. Morgan in the in investment banking, and I learned – I only. I learned more than two things, but the two things I learned that I use most in sports betting, well, one of them, not so much. Don't fight the Fed. That's good in stock investing. But here's the one I really like, Ben. The the trend is your friend. And sure enough, you bring mm. it up. You know, Syracuse, cashing tickets, stay on that side. Where Clemson, the exact opposite. They haven't cashed a ticket all season. Why would I lay 13 and a half points on the road, a unique environment in a dome. Well, we're, we're, let's face it, Ben. This is going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest game in multiple years in the Carrier Dome. It's going to be a raucous atmosphere. I'll take the 13 and a half. And you know what, Ben? I'll sprinkle a little bit on that, what, plus 440 I saw at the FanDuel Sportsbook? 
Let's see it tonight, Orange. Let's go, Syracuse. I like that play. I think the underdog is barking and barking loud on Friday Night Lights, Ben. Everybody up. Let's go, Orange. Plus money, Martin, right there. Plus 440 on that sprinkle money line if you think Syracuse can win outright on the night they honor Syracuse football great Floyd Little. I'm getting chills just thinking about it, Drew Martin. The only thing that scares me, Clemson coming off a bye. Did they figure out some things in the dead week? We shall see. Another 13.5 point spread on this Friday night. The co-favorites right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the Pac-12, the Oregon Ducks hosting Cal. The Berkeley Bears heading into Eugene to take on the Ducks. Oregon laying 13.5, another 13.5 point spread at home tonight against California. The over-under total, 53.5. Drew, do you have a sharp feeling about this game between the Bears and the Ducks? Uh, this is not one that I've invested like I've already invested in your Syracuse Orange, Ben. However, you know, it's interesting we get, you know, 13s here on a Friday. Where It's not Friday the 13th. We're, we're close, though. <laughs> so that might mean something in terms of the dogs are barking. We have seen the Cow Bears, you know, surprise before in primetime national television. Oregon, you know, this is a solid team, though, Ben. I don't know if I would look to kind of invest too much going against the Ducks. This is a team that went into the horseshoe, knocked off Ohio State. Let's not forget that. That wasn't too long ago, Ben. So I think talent-wise, top to bottom of the roster, Ducks can definitely prevail here. Um, if you make me bet it, which I have not personally, I would actually look to probably lay the number with the Oregon Ducks under two touchdowns. I could see Oregon winning and winning going away at home Friday night light style. The only thing you should know if you are going to lay a big number in favor of Oregon at home. So far this year, the Ducks 0-3 against the number at home, not covering by almost 6.5 points per game. Also, C.J. Verdell, the stud running back for Oregon, out for the rest of the year. But his backup, Travis Dye, also not so shabby. Actually had a better yard per carry average than did C.J. Verdell. Great games on a Friday night. Great games for the Saturday slate of college football as well, including in the Big Ten Conference. Where to find the edges? That's next, right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on a football Friday on the morning after. Sirius XM Channel 204 all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. And for this second hour, we are pleasantly joined by Drew Martin. Plus money, Martin, whatever you want to call him. You can also call me for these next nine and a half minutes or so. Big 10 Ben. Because as we look at the Big 10 Conference now at the halfway point of this college football campaign, Things are starting to get ironed out in both divisions. The Ohio State Buckeyes still the favorites to win this conference at minus 150 in the Big Ten West. The Iowa Hawkeyes with a very strong advantage, plus 250, the second shortest odds to win the Big Ten Conference Championship. Those two teams, well, one of them in action, the Iowa Hawkeyes, number two in the country, Ohio State on a bye. But Drew, when you look across the slate in the Big Ten Conference, one thing should catch your eye above all else for this upcoming Saturday. That is Wisconsin and Army in Camp Randall in Madison, Wisconsin. And please, everybody, if you have not yet, take a moment, 
pause in your life and look at the over-under total for the Badgers and the Knights. It is 39 and a half. Bask, marvel in the glory of an over-under total for a collegiate athletic game of 39 and a half. It is the lowest number of the entire weekend across all of college football. Every conference, every league, every division. That over-under total for Wisconsin and Army, 39 and a half. Drew Martin, just how low can we go on Saturday for the Badgers and the Knights? You teed that up perfectly, Big Ten, Ben. Talking Army and Wisconsin, mask, marvel in the under 40 as the total. That Those were two of the best words I've ever heard to talk about an Army and a Wisconsin total. And, you know, when you break this one down, Ben, it, 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 first of all, the Wisconsin Badgers, I've had circled as an under team for like the last three weeks. You look at this defensive line, they actually get a pretty good push. And offensively, they just don't snap the ball fast at all. You know, when you look at their play clock, they run it down. They'll, they'll, they'll be happy to run 50 plays a game and get out of, you know, Madison, really any stadium they're in, just kind of playing Big Ten football. So sure enough, I've actually never seen this, at least this season, Ben, in terms of plays ran per minute, which I think is the best way to kind of judge pace. Of course, Army, Navy, Air Force, they're all going to run it slow. We all know that in terms of running the option from the academies. Army, only 1.8 plays per minute, meaning they are letting a lot of time run off the clock before they snap the ball. Wisconsin on the other side, just 2.1 plays per minute. So we are not going to see a whole lot of plays ran and of course that means not a whole lot of potential to score the football when both teams don't run pace ben that is something i definitely don't look to bet the over on now under 40 it always gets a little tricky because you can kind of get there by accident you don't want any block punts for a touchdown you know pick six is anything of that nature but i'll tell you this ben this is actually one that i've bet personally under that low low total under 40 under 39 and a half heck it's even moving lower, Ben. So I would uh, I would get on this sooner rather than later. Not many points in Camp Randall. Let's go with this one under, Ben. I really like it. It takes some serious stones to watch this game between Army and Wisconsin and yeah. bet it under. But here's why the number is as low as it is. Army is the second best rushing offense in the entirety of college football, averaging 318 yards per game. They run the ball, Drew, as we know, a triple option offense. 90 mm -hmm. 0.5% of their plays come on the ground. Wisconsin, meanwhile, yeah. also runs the ball a ton. Nearly 61% of their plays on the ground. Probably a good thing they do. Graham Mertz, the second least efficient passer in the Big Ten Conference this year. But then you look at the other side of the ball. Because they understand the run so well, the two best rushing defenses in all of the country. Wisconsin, number one, only allowing their opponents to run for 41.4 yards per game on the ground. Army, number two, only 54 yards per game on the ground. It is the Spider-Man meme waiting to happen for Wisconsin and Army this weekend. My final score prediction, Drew, 14 to 13, Wisconsin wins. They would not cover a spread of 13 and a half but that under would certainly hit of a total of 39 and a hook. Whoa, marvel once again. 39 and a half for a college football game for an over-under. The over-under total a little bit higher in Bloomington, Indiana this weekend for the Old Brass Spittoon, a trophy game between Michigan State and Indiana. The over-under total only 48 and a half, but Michigan State, a perfect 6-0 record this year, ranked in the top 10 for the first time this season. The Spartans on the road laying only 
four and a half points against an Indiana team, Drew, that has been mightily disappointing this year. Why do you think the number is so low in Michigan State's favor? I think it's because Indiana is coming off of a buy, Ben. And a lot of times, you know, the the betting market really respects teams, especially, you know, teams like in the Big Ten, pretty good coaching staff here off of the buy. You'd kind of look for Indiana to kind of bounce back off of that. But Ben, actually, I use this as a as a money-making opportunity here. We're talking about the Spartans. And Michigan State is one of the more underrated teams in the country, maybe the most underrated, not necessarily from, you know, AP top 10 rankings, which I think that they should be in, heck, maybe even ranked higher. But from an ATS standpoint, yes, they're 6-0, which is impressive straight up. They're also 5-1 against the spread. If you've been betting uh, Michigan State here, Ben, you've been cashing a lot of tickets. And sure enough, you look, they're getting good quarterback play but with Thorne. Kenneth Walker III, he's yeah. going to be toting the rock on Sundays for an NFL team. He's behind a solid offensive line there for Michigan State. Mel Tucker, the Nick Saban disciple here, he's got a good <laughs> program running here in Michigan State. Watch out for the next couple years. I'm looking to be betting on Michigan State. I think we can actually buy low here against an Indiana Hoosiers team. 0-4 against the spread. If you've been bitten Indiana, you have been lighting your money on fire. Talk about the trend is your friend. Michigan State's been cashing tickets. Indiana has been not cashing tickets, burning your money here. So trend is your friend type style of handicapping, Ben. I like Michigan State here instead of the Indiana side of things, which is off the buy. They're going to bounce back, kind of hope for the best with betting. I don't like doing that, Ben. Give me Michigan State minus the four and a half. That's the side I'm on. Yeah, Drew, as we say, good teams win. Michigan State has won all six of their games this year. Great teams cover. Michigan State has covered in nearly 80% of their games so far in this college football campaign. I think you bring up two great points about this Michigan State team. I think you can also find some value if that line feels a little bit trappy to you in the over-under total for this game. Either the game total overall at 48 in the hook or maybe a Spartans team total because... Michigan State has the leading rusher in all of college football in Kenneth Walker III. 912 yards on the ground, over 100 yards more than the second leading rusher in college football, who, by the way, plays for the Syracuse Orange in Sean Tucker. But (laughs) Kenneth Walker III, also nine rushing touchdowns. That's tied for fourth most in all of college football. He is also tied for the fourth best Heisman odds on the board on the FanDuel Sportsbook at 20 to one right now. But the offense is dynamic for Michigan State. They are averaging nearly 37 points per game overall this year, still 31 points per game in Big Ten competition. Indiana allowing nearly 29 points per game in conference play so far on this about halfway through the college football season. Peyton Thorne, the second most efficient passer in the Big Ten. You couple that with two of the seven leading receivers in the Big Ten in Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor for the Spartans. I would look to a Michigan State team total or the game total overall for Saturday in Bloomington, Indiana. Drew, quickly here, one final game to touch on. I just wanted to mention it. Nebraska on the road in the Twin Cities against Minnesota. The Huskers only laying three and a half points, a number that, again, seems pretty small. Nebraska three and four straight up this year, but five and two against the spread. They have been a very competitive team that honestly has found ways to lose games more than they have found ways to win games this season. But Minnesota, the team that runs the ball, the fourth most amount of the time, the fourth highest percentage of running plays at nearly 69% this year is now without their two leading rushers, Mohamed Ibrahim, who went out in the season opener, and then Trey Potts, who was the second leading rusher in the Big Ten Conference. He is out 
for the rest of this year as well. I would look to Nebraska, lay the three and a half points on the road. All right, coming up next, we look at the updated college football playoff odds currently on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Some big names, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Will they be in the playoff? We predict that coming up next. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 204. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. For this second hour, college football is the focus. And for this entire second hour, I am joined by Drew Martin. And Drew, every Friday, I love to do this examination of the latest college football playoff odds put up by our good friends and partners at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Because every week, they readjust, they reassess, and we have the latest odds for the CFP. And after this past week, when week six came to a close, there was a whole lot of moving and shaking at the top of the college football landscape. Of course, probably none more so than Alabama after the loss on the road to Texas A&M in College Station with Bama laying nearly 17 points as the favorite in that game. But do not fear, Tidebackers, because even after that loss, the first of the year for Alabama, the Tide still favored to make the college football playoff right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The CFP odds, the latest rendition of them for Alabama, minus 150. Their odds to win the SEC, still a very short number at plus 110. The second shortest odds behind Georgia, who is minus 130, is the odds-on favorite to win the Southeastern Conference. Their odds to win the national championship also drew very short at plus 250. Do you agree with the FanDuel Sportsbook? that Alabama should still be in the minus money category to make the college football playoff. Uh, ben, yeah, unfortunately I do. I mean, I, I think some of these numbers, <laughs> just looking at it, national championship, um, conference, CFP, just to make it, uh, they're short for a reason because we've seen it in years past. You know, Alabama kind of gets that benefit of the doubt when it comes down to the end. Hey, should they make it or should we put in maybe the second best Big Ten team or a Pac-12 team? You know the, the, the committee is going to get together, give the nod to Alabama. Plus the fact, uh, Ben, when you look at their schedule, just opportunities to lose for a Nick Saban coach team, there's not that many left. There really isn't. I mean, do you think Arkansas is going to go into Tuscaloosa and knock off Alabama? I'm not talking about from a betting perspective. I'm talking about going in there and beating them. Johnny Manziel style, yeah. I don't see that happening. I mean, really, the, the only opportunities I see on their schedule – is a long shot in the Iron Bowl because they are going to uh, Jordan Hare. And then in the SEC championship game against Georgia, and let's face it, Ben, if they lose a, a hard-fought close game to Georgia in the SEC championship game and have two losses, they still might make it in. So putting all that together, yeah, I think they are deserving of the minus 150 price tag. And that's the discussion, Drew, and I'm glad you brought it up because that's the point you need to focus on. For the FanDuel Sportsbook to say that Alabama is minus 150 still to make the college football playoff, that would almost assume a very close game 
maybe an outright win for Alabama against Georgia in the SEC title game. No other slip-ups in conference play, and then hanging with the dogs, probably even beating the dogs to get into the college football playoff. No two-loss team in the college football playoff seven-year history has ever made the CFP. When you compare Alabama's odds right now at minus 150 to make the college football playoff with Georgia, Georgia is minus 1,600 to make the college football playoff. That goes to show just how dominant the Georgia Bulldogs have been this year. We'll get to Georgia's game, a top 15 matchup against Kentucky on Saturday in just a little bit. Alabama this week tries to bounce back as a 17 and a half point favorite again on the road against Mississippi State. Going into Stark Vegas, where Alabama this year so far, 0-2 against the spread as a road favorite. But Drew... Here's the final thing I'll say about the Tide. Pray for the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. Pray for Mike Leach. Yesterday in his media press conference during the midweek portion, Nick Saban said, we are no longer an elite team. The only thing that scares me more than an unbeaten Alabama team is a pissed off Nick Saban after one Alabama loss on the road to Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. Mississippi State, you're in for a world of hurt, I assume, tomorrow, Drew. What do you think? Yeah, this is a tough one. And, and actually, when I said Auburn or the Georgia, the games, you know, the only the only ones that are uh, kind of ones you could see losing. I did leave off this Mississippi State game. I maybe shouldn't have. I guess that it's possible they could lose. But I'm with you, Ben. Uh, a pissed off Alabama team after a loss. You know that they've had a tough mm. re- week of practice and mm. you know that they're looking to, to let it out on somebody. That's going to be Mike Leach here. And what just the offensive style of Mike Leach coming out there, tossing it around. I don't know if that's going to work against the Nick Saban coach team with a full week of practice ready to get after it after a loss. I think Alabama rolls and rolls big by more than three touchdowns, Ben. I mean, goodness. When he says, and he being coach Nick Saban, we are no longer an elite team, Oh, the rest of college football has been put on notice. The next team, Drew, I want to discuss is the Oklahoma Sooners because Oklahoma – is a perfect 6-0 this year straight up. They are ranked fourth in the country. When you look at their college football playoff odds, they are minus 160 to make the CFP. The second longest odds to make the CFP as it stands right now. They are also minus 150 to win the Big 12 Conference. Their national championship odds, not great, at plus uh, plus 2,000, 20 to 1. The fourth shortest odds to win the CFP national championship but things don't seem all that great for Oklahoma right now, despite being a perfect 6-0 and controlling their own destiny to the college football playoff. They're just 2-4 and four against the numbers, showing how competitive Oklahoma's games have been this year. And we might see a quarterback change tomorrow night for the Sooners against TCU. OU laying 13.5 at home in Norman. The over-under total for that game against TCU is 63.5. And it might be the freshman Caleb Williams who came in to lead Oklahoma to the comeback victory over Texas in the Red River rivalry this past Saturday instead of the preseason Heisman favorite, Spencer Rattler. So, Drew, at this point of the year, over halfway done of the college football campaign, what do you make of Oklahoma? Do you think they are going to be a factor, one of the final four teams in the college football playoff? You know, and this is a this is a tougher one for me. This is this one's kind of tricky. Seeing uh, to to make the CFB playoff at minus one sixty. I'll tell you this, Ben. I wouldn't lay the minus one sixty in terms of taking the other side of that bet. I might be a little bit more interested in that uh, plus money if we're if we're able to mm-hmm. do it at the FanDuel Sportsbook. When you look at their schedule, six games left, 
And of course, talk about the Big 12 here. You know, it's kind of only always been Oklahoma at the top, Kansas at the bottom, and everybody else in between is kind of close, <laughs> you know, in terms of power ratings. It's kind of a tough, tough thing to grasp there. So TCU, then they do play that te- that Kansas game. They got Texas Tech, then at Baylor. That's a tough one. Then they host Iowa State, and then they have Bedlam in Stillwater. So I do think that they drop a game here, Ben in the regular season then of course the big 12 championship game against uh heck it might be oklahoma state or baylor again um i would probably take the no they don't make the cfb i mean with that defense we've seen them give up how many points this season they got the quarterback controversy heck maybe the media is running with that a little bit too much i think both guys are actually talented and they can find it sometimes you know we do see the two quarterback system work we might see that as well with the sooners Overall, I just think it's the defense that lets them down. And uh, just that Oklahoma State game, that Baylor game, I think they drop one, maybe both. So I will take the no on Oklahoma to make this CFB playoff, Ben. And that no right now, plus 126 for Oklahoma to miss the college football playoff. Drew, you hit the nail on the head with that final three-game daunting stretch for the Sooners on the road against the Baylor Bears who have been a really good team in the Big 12 this year. Then they still get Iowa State that second to last week and the Cyclones haven't lived up to expectations as a preseason top 10 team but they are going to be rearing to go for that penultimate Saturday of this college football season and then Bedlam where anything can truly happen given the name Bedlam against an Oklahoma State team who is a perfect 5-0 and this year so far. I mean oof. It might be very difficult for Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley to make the college football playoff. And I would assume, Drew, that if they drop a game in the regular season, even being a one-loss Big 12 champion might cause a little bit of pause for the committee in terms of the college football playoff. So the next team up in the updated college football playoff odds, the Ohio State Buckeyes, who are seemingly getting back on track absolutely stomping Rutgers in Maryland the past two weeks the offense is booming they won by an average margin of 44 points in those two games against the Scarlet Knights and the Terps Ohio State now on a bye week their odds to make and miss the college football playoff right now are even on the FanDuel Sportsbook Drew both in minus money at minus 112 but they are the favorites to win the Big Ten Championship at minus 150 the third shortest odds to win the college football playoff national championship at plus 750 so I think Drew when you look at Ohio State still the odds on favorite to win the Big Ten at minus 150 if the Buckeyes run the table in the regular season and they win the Big Ten Conference Championship as a one-loss team I think Ohio State cashes on that minus money to the yes at minus 112 and will make an appearance in the college football playoff oh I'm with you yeah if they run the table they're in I I don't think there'll be much of a question I mean always you know a little bit of a question but still I I would bet on them being in if that's the case Ben The, the where I might have a little bit of disagreement I'm not saying you said the other side but I don't think they're going to run the table. I really don't. And if you're Mm. looking at this type of bet here, CFB at minus 112 or the national champion at the huge plus price, I believe at FanDuel it was plus 750 is what we were seeing there. I would, if you're looking to bet on the Buckeyes, I would actually put it towards win the national championship because if they're able to, to run the table in their Big Ten slate and make the CFB playoff, This is going to be a really, really solid team that can go head-to-head with the Georgias, the Alabamas of the world. I just don't think they're going to run the table. When you look at their last two games here, this is not counting the Penn State game coming up in, what, just a couple weeks. They got Michigan State 
and then to end it against Michigan in that big rivalry game there, Ohio State-Michigan. And don't forget about uh, Sparty there the week before. I think they're actually going to drop one. If they don't, however, that big plus price for Ohio State to win it all might be a, be, might be a good look there, Ben. The Big Ten East has not played each other yet. The teams at the top, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and the Ohio State Buckeyes have yet to play each other this season. That's coming up later in October and in early November. Coming up here on The Grid, we look at Drew Martin's best bets for this week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A football Friday right here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 204. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. For this entire second hour, we have been joined by Drew Martin. It is a football Friday, not just looking ahead to the NFL, but also the college slate. They don't call him DMB, Drew Martin bets for nothing. They call him Drew Martin bets because he gives you his best bets for this college football Saturday. That is what we have, Drew Martin here to do and that is what we will do right here right now so drew i think we start with a couple of your plays in the big 10 conference because we went over a couple of these games the games that we hit on the beautiful over under total for army in wisconsin at 39 39 and a half and also michigan state laying four and a half three and a half in some places now on the road against indiana what was the overall summation you took for those two big 10 plays Sure, sure, Ben. And, uh, you know, b talking with Big Ten Ben on a Friday, guys, it has been fun. And these two are especially because of that situation. Talking about the under of 40 at the opener, about 39 and a half now, Army and Wisconsin. We went over it earlier, guys. This Army defense is really good. And they're them running the option, the academies there, taking so much time in between snaps. The pace of play between Army and Wisconsin is projected to be the slowest pace of play on the board in terms of snaps per minute, plays per minute, 1.8 for Army, Wisconsin 2.1. Both of those ranking in the 100s. Keep in mind, there's only 130 teams in college football. Both of those <laughs> stats in terms of pace of play offensively, ranking in the bottom 115 they're playing against each other i would not look for more than maybe 90 maybe 95 snaps in this game take the under of 39 and a half actually it's even moved that you could see the uh, bigger supposedly smarter money on the under now it's showing at FanDuel 37 and a half i like the under it's moving down for a reason and the other big 10 game i'm involved in here michigan state in indiana we went over it so i'll hit on the 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 bullet points briefly here the spartans look guys they are six and oh impressive straight up but even more impressive against the spread five and one on the season you've been cashing tickets talked about it you know whether it's investing in stocks investing in sports betting the trend is your friend michigan state cashing tickets and on the other side of that trend is your friend type of sports betting indiana oh and four against the spread they have been a money burner plus the fact you add on the fact that uh the hoosiers 50 points below where the odds mike where the odds makers are pricing them that's how far they've fallen 
um, from the closing spread in the games. And Sparty, 67 points combined above where the closing line is in their game. So underpriced is the Spartans. Overpriced is the Indiana Hoosiers. We get uh, Sparty, you know, an NFL running back, a really good quarterback, a solid offensive line here, Ben, and a really good coach in Mel Tucker. I think he's putting this program um, you know, to the tops. Heck, the sky's the limit for, for Sparty. So uh, lay minus four and a half here with the Michigan State Spartans. Drew, I think you bring up a great point. The dynamic offense now in East Lansing is not something we might be accustomed to, but Peyton Thorne, the second most efficient passer in the Big Ten Conference. MSU's offense, the third best scoring offense in the Big Ten, averaging 37 points per game pretty much. And then Kenneth Walker the third. There's a reason he is tied for the fourth shortest odds to win the Heisman Trophy currently on FanDuel at plus 2,000. He leads the nation in rushing at 912 yards overall, well over the century mark on average per game in Indiana, allowing more than 125 yards on the ground so far this season. I agree with the take there. And Drew, I had a take earlier on in the early summer, late spring, depending on how you think of the middle of May. In that day, I said it on a Tuesday afternoon in May. It felt like a good time for a Big Ten football take. I said that Michigan State was going to win seven games this year. They had a team win total of four and a half entering this 2021 season. There's a chance that Sparty gets to seven wins with a victory on the road in Bloomington against Indiana on Saturday afternoon. Maybe I, like the book has all year, also had undervalued the Michigan State Spartans. So those are the Big Ten plays. We saw that over-under of 39 and a half for Wisconsin and Army. Let's flip the script right on its head and go to an over-under of 82 and a half between Tennessee and Ole Miss and Rocky Top tomorrow. An over-under of 82 and a half. Talk about the dichotomy of college football. Get you a sport that can do both. 39 and a half for Wisconsin and Army. 82 and a half for Ole Miss and Tennessee. Drew Martin for that game in Knoxville. What are you taking? The over or the under of a total of 82 and a half? Ben, I love it. You know, college football bringing us 39 uh, over 80 points. You set that up very, very well. And look, talking about Ole Miss and Tennessee here, guys. First off, you know, just from a fan standpoint, Ben, this is probably the biggest game in Neyland Stadium. What, over five years? It's really actually pretty good yeah. what Josh Heupel's been able to do there in Tennessee and kind of turning this offense around, which is part of the reason I am betting this over, Ben. We get – um. First off, the number two and the number three teams by my pace metrics in terms of running up tempo, snaps per minute. This is number two versus number three. So it, the exact opposite of that Wisconsin Army game we talked about, there is not going to be a whole lot of play clock being run down. These two teams are going to snap the ball a lot. Of course, the, the quarterback situation, we get Matt Corral for Ole Miss. And we also get uh, Hendon Hooker, the Virginia Tech transfer for Tennessee. He's come in and played very well for the for the Vols. Talking about the Ole Miss offense, you know, Lane Kiffin and company there uh, running the up-tempo, looking to throw the ball down the field, run multiple plays. Uh, just last week against Arkansas, 52-51, to 51, 103 points combined scoring in that one. I see a game just like that again. Ole Miss hasn't stopped anybody. What get what would make me think that they're that they're gonna actually stop this Tennessee Vols offense that's really turned it on of late? So uh heck, both teams top seven in terms of scoring offense. Put that together, not a lot of time off the clock, play clock wise, pace really high. I like the up and the over of eighty 
And uh, that's what I bet it at personally. I know that uh, here of late, it is, it's even been pushed up higher, Ben. I think we see north yeah. of 90. Heck, it could be triple digits overall. Old Miss, Tennessee, bet the over. Yeah, the market working in your favor right there. Ole Miss laying two and a half on the road, by the way, as the slight road favorites against the Vols. I also think Drew brings up a great point for handicapping of any total. Pace of play is huge. We talked about it in the Wisconsin Army game. Very slow, very lethargic. When you are trying to get 100 plays a game like Lane Kiffin is, the pace is going to be fast, leading to more opportunities to score and more explosive plays offensively. That also needs to be a factor in your handicapping of any total that you look at. 82.5 brings a smile to my face, just like 39.5 does for Wisconsin and Army. Sticking in the SEC, Drew, I think one of the best games of the weekend, although maybe the odds don't necessarily indicate a close game, Georgia the number one team in the country, hosting Kentucky, the number 11 team in the country. The Bulldogs at home laying 21 and a half points. Again, college football is a weird sport. You have two totals, 39 and a half and 82 and a half, and you have the number one team in the country against the number 11 team in the country, and the first ranked team in the country is a 21 and a half point favorite. Drew, how do you break down this game between Georgia and Kentucky? Sure, Ben, and we're seeing the late week money here come on Kentucky. So um, I jumped on this at 23, sent it over, and sure enough, in the last what day, we've seen money here on the Wildcats, and I think there's a good reason why. Like we were talking about the analytics with the up-tempo, I second what you were saying there in terms of betting college football totals. The pace metrics need to be at the forefront of your handicap. Well, also in this one, I got some uh, analytics here, a trend that I really like because it hasn't happened a lot, Ben. And that is an underdog of 21 plus points and a total of 46 or less. So that in combination, think about that. That is a unique yeah. part of, you know, just college football side and totals in terms of where the numbers are. It's a very low total of 46 and one team is laying more than three touchdowns. That doesn't happen a lot in college football. In fact, since 2013, I got this from uh, from the stat daddy, Ralph Michaels, 60% win rate, 50 and 34 is the actual numbers there. So what's that? 84 times it's happened since 2013 with a 60% win rate for the underdog with that really low total of 46 or under and the favorite laying more than three touchdowns, more than 21. It's 50 and 34, 60% to the underdog. That's why I bet Kentucky. I love that trend there. Plus the fact recruiting rankings, you look at Mark Stoops, the second longest tenured head coach in the SEC. That doesn't happen unless you're doing something right. He's got some talent there in Lexington. He's got a quarterback that can make plays with his feet and throw the ball down the field. That's the first time Kentucky's had that in a while. I think they stay within three touchdowns. Remember, we win We win the bet, 40 to 20, which I could definitely <laughs> see. You know, something like that, 30 to 10. We win this bet with Kentucky. Bet the Wildcats plus the big plus money, plus the big plus points. Let's put it that way, Ben. I like Kentucky. Yeah, I think when you look at this game, you have to compare that spread to the total. The total right now, the over-under on FanDuel, 44.5 for a spread of 21.5. It doesn't even matter who's favored, but Georgia is the favorite right now. So that means Georgia is expected to do the lion's share of the scoring and really the production in this game. So, Drew, I have said throughout the last couple of weeks, I am going to bet 
the Georgia opponent team total under until proven yeah. otherwise. It worked for me last week in the Deep South's oldest rivalry, taking an under of an Auburn team total of 14 and a half and not to bring up any bad memories from that game last week for a proud Auburn grad okay. like yourself, War Eagle. I'm all about it. But the Tigers did fall under that team total of 14 and a half, finishing with 10 points. This is going to put that theory to test this week because you have a total overall of 44 and a half. Georgia favored by 21 and a half. You can do a rough estimation right now and think that Kentucky's team total, 11, 11 and a half, maybe 12, a very small number for the number 11 team in the country. I still think I'm going to take the under again until proven otherwise. One final play for you, Drew Martin, not in the SEC, but Kent State as the underdog against Western Michigan. Some matching this upcoming weekend. What side are you leaning in that ballgame? Sure. And Ben, this is something I've had circled for multiple weeks now. Kent State, when you look at their out-of-conference play, they played against Texas A&M, they played against Iowa, and they played against Maryland. Then they come into MAC play. The first game they get is against Bowling Green. Well, by the way, Bowling Green doesn't sound like much, but they were the only 5-0 and against the spread team last left in the whole country that was their first game back so they didn't cover then they covered last week against uh buffalo i'm gonna ride this trend of looking to bet on kent state coming down to match in play keep in mind talent wise across the board the mac is the lowest talent in in college football here so getting down from maryland iowa texas a&m into matching i am looking to bet kent state i know western michigan went into pit and knocked them off I think that was more of an illusion, a one-time thing here. So I'll take the plus seven with Kent State, who I think can win the MAC, and they're uh, underpriced here in the betting markets. They got a good quarterback in Crum. They can run the ball. They play good defense as well. Texas A&M only scored ten points in that first half. So uh, I'll take the points with the underdog. I think the underdog is barking as well. Sprinkle a little bit here on the money line. Kent State oh. for a little bit of action on Saturday, Ben. A little plus money Martin right there to end it for Drew Martin's best bets for college football week number seven. The golden flashes, by the way, last year of Kent State, the top scoring offense in all of college football. They can certainly put up some points and they like to play very, very fast. We end off our number two with the Jack Cap of the weekend. Jack Weinberger, how he sees this weekend in college football. That's coming up next right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out hour number two of a football Friday here on the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, Channel 204 with Drew Martin for the entirety of the second hour. I am Ben Stevens and Drew, each and every Friday, we end out our college football hour with our Jack Cap of the Week. Jack Weinberger, our associate producer on this show, a family-like environment who is a former intern, caps college football games like nobody else, but he does it in a winning way. He is 5-2 this year on the Jack Weinberger Caps of the Weekend. Three of those five wins, underdogs on the money line, which is where he is going this weekend for Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech. A hugely impactful game in the ACC Coastal. Virginia Tech 
getting four and a half at home against the Pitt Panthers. So, Drew, here's the cap. Jack's great-grandfather worked in the steel mills of Homestead, Pennsylvania, right outside of Pittsburgh. His grandmother was also born and raised in Pittsburgh. I've been lucky enough to attend, says Jack, incredible sporting events out there. And he's grown up a huge fan of Pittsburgh sports, the Pirates and the Steelers. By the way, this is on a notes app text. On the college side, his favorite place to watch a college football game is in Lane Stadium, which is where he will be tomorrow for his birthday in Blacksburg, Virginia. He's thinking of the orange and maroon. And when you put it together, that's the calendar flipping to fall. It's homecoming weekend at Vodtech. Metallica is going to be playing with Enter Sandman. And the Weinberger family will be there. He says Virginia Tech on the money line against Pitt. Drew, what do you make of the Weinberger cap of the weekend? I think this guy, Jack, is a really smart man. I'll tell you this. You know, Pittsburgh, we just talked about them losing to Western Michigan. We get Virginia Tech. They've already knocked off UNC at home in Lane Stadium. Wild atmosphere. Plus the fact I've ran on the field at Virginia Tech when they beat Miami many years ago when I was in college. And my family's from New Kensington. Steel Mills. Let's go. Virginia Tech plus money. Oh, goodness gracious. Plus 172, the Hokies as the underdog on the money line. I'm taking the Pitt Panther team total over. Drew Martin, a ton of fun in the second hour. We will talk to you very soon. Happy hour, the third hour, on the other side of the break here on the morning app. Dispensing little pearls of sports strategy wisdom like gumballs from the machine where your dad used to take you for a haircut when you were a kid. Oh. <laughs> 